Do you know a guy called Professor Brian Cox? Have you seen him on National Geographic? He's always looking at the stars and the planets and he's telling us why, where they came from and how they existed and how long they're going to last. I like him, but I don't agree with him. I'm fascinated by it, but I don't agree with it. Because in Genesis, God says, <clears throat> that was me, right? In Genesis, God says, I set the stars in the sky. I put the planets in their place. And one day, one day, every human being is going to realize why. Now, at the moment, I don't realize why. But one day, this whole spectrum, which is phenomenal, one day, it's going to make sense. One day. So, thank you, Brian Cox. But I believe that God has set the times and the places. Oh, yes, he has. For you to be in London or wherever you are around the world. Right now, this morning, to hear the words that are coming out of even my mouth. So, open your heart. We have declared 2022 a year of opportunity and expansion. Let me hear an, a, a clap on that. A year of what? Opportunity and expansion. What could be more unlike 2020 and 2021? It was a year of shutdown, lockdown and nothingness, right? But that's, I, I, I will expand more in weeks to come. A year of opportunity and expansion. Let me explain a little bit about what I mean by that and what I can feel in my spirit. I've had a property business for years and years, 20 years. And when I first started buying and selling properties, I was completely green. I didn't know anything about anything. Didn't know what to buy, didn't know what was good and all the rest of it. And you watch other people be successful. So I would go to something and I, I don't know what's good and what's not good. I don't know what's a bargain and what's not. But that didn't last forever. I watched other people take opportunity after opportunity when I was sleeping. I just didn't see it. But as time went by and I learned the rules of the game, I learned the ropes. Do you know what? A day came when my eyes were open. Now I know how this game works. And I would go to the next auction and it would be like, get out of my way. I know I missed the last one. And I know I missed the one before that. And I know I missed the one before that. But times have changed. And there was a day when I didn't even know what an opportunity was. And that day's over. So my attitude changed. And I went on, I think I bought 17 properties, something like that, over the years. And it, God has blessed me in that. And I thank you, Jesus, for that. <laughs> even though I made mistakes, you gave me another opportunity. And in whatever area of your life, whatever area, let God speak to you. Maybe you've missed opportunities in relationships, in business, in ministry. But just as God gave me more and more opportunities, I pray now and absolutely in 2022 that God give you abundant opportunities. Are you up for that? God is up for it. A few words about year of opportunity and expansion. A few words about opportunities. They don't come and stay. They come and go. They don't come and stay. You have to be really switched on to grab an opportunity because there's plenty of other people on your left and right who are switched on, my friend. 
Another thing about opportunity, a bit like a plane on a, mo- on a runway. When that plane is going along, going along, do you know what the pilot can say? I changed my mind. <laughs> I changed my mind. I don't think I'll go today. I'll just slam the brakes on. Do you know, at a certain point of speed, the laws of aerodynamics kick in. At a certain point, the opportunity to abort the takeoff is no longer there. It's no longer there. You actually missed it, pilot, and you're going to take off whether you like it or not. You need to heighten, and God help us with this, heighten our respect for the opportunities before us, I tell you. And maybe more than you think, you have suffered in your life because of a failure to see this. A few things I would say about this. You don't need to take every opportunity. Some opportunity is pretty much a temptation, to be honest with you, not an, uh, an opportunity from God. You don't need to take each and every opportunity that come your way because some of them are just going to be a distraction. You need to learn to swipe left. About half of you know what that means, right? You need to learn to swipe left and swipe left again and swipe left again and not be afraid of doing that or you're going to confuse temptations with opportunities. A second thing I would say, the opportunity that God gives you may be innovative. Maybe you're the first person that God's ever going to trust and speak to with some brilliant creative idea in your field, in your area. Well, if that's the case, then you're going to have to be ready to be mocked by your culture, right? Maybe rejected and misunderstood. That's the nature of growth and creativity. So open up to it. Opportunities still need to be investigated. Remember, God said to Moses, I'm going to give you a great opportunity. I'm going to give you the promised land. But Moses still investigated the land, right? He still sent the spies in. He still did due diligence. So I want you, in Jesus' name, prepare yourself to be open to brand new opportunities. And I'm asking you to open up opportunities for other people. People maybe you wouldn't think of. People maybe that you would write off. Do you know the one thing that God has never done with you, Brian? God has never compared you to anybody else. Isn't that wonderful? God never, ever compares. Can't do it. Not in his nature. Humans compare. And that's why we don't give people opportunities. Well, if this opportunity, well, I would give it to him, but I wouldn't give it to him. I'd give it to her, but I wouldn't give it. That's comparison. Get on there. But God does not compare. He knows your uniqueness and reaches you in that and offers you. I mean, did Moses look like a likely deliverer? Would you have given Moses the opportunity when it, he's, a, he's a baby floating down the river in a basket? Would you have given, does David look like a king when he's tending sheep up on him? But God gave him the opportunity. Does Gideon look like a conqueror? Or a hero when he's hiding in the wine press. No. So don't be careful about writing people off. Okay? And I pray, Father, change the way I perceive people. And let me be open to opportunities. And let me open up a world of opportunities 
to all of those around me. Let me not judge people. Amen. But see them as God sees them. Fascinating question to me is this. Can I do anything to attract opportunities to me? Is there anything I can do? Is there a way I can change? I believe the answer to that question is a profound yes, because I've done it myself. Um, three things you need to develop to attract the opportunities of God. Knowledge, character, and experience. If it, whatever your field you want to open up in or develop, develop as much knowledge in that field, develop your character to meet that field, and seek experience in that field. When I got saved, I had very limited education. I went to Bible college, but it wasn't enough. I didn't feel adequate. That's the truth. But you know what? See in my heart, I believe God had an opportunity for me. I did. I was driving a bread van. <laughs> and you know what I did? I took a year off after college and I studied and I studied and I studied, increased my knowledge. I developed my character stronger and stronger I got some experience and about towards the end of that year about September or October I can remember some of my friends looking at me and thinking do you think Mike's okay <laughs> do you think he's a little bit you know bonkers he seems to be studying an awful lot and I can remember they were very kind but they were looking from the outside and in my heart I just rejected that judgment I said, I'm preparing myself for an opportunity. Praise the Lord I did that. It's a long story. But God met me at the end of my preparation. Is there anything you can do to make yourself attractive, as it were, to God for opportunities? Absolutely yes. You can do preparation upon preparation. Let me name a few areas in which I want you to, to grab the one that's for you. Opportunities in business, right? new business, entrepreneurial skills. Someone sent me a Facebook thing, this, I thought it was fantastic. It was the testimony of this um, uh, real estate developer in New York. And the testimony was great. He was homeless, no money, nothing. And someone had robbed some place and they dumped a bag and he took out of the bag an envelope. These were in the days when you could cash checks. And it was something like $28,000 check. Now all he's got, opportunity or temptation. So he thinks, what do I do? And on the front of the envelope, there's the name of the person and the address. So he says, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this to this woman. So he goes, lo and behold, there she is. She's got a property company in New York City. This, I believe, is yours, madam. And as an act of gratitude... She talked to him and she said, would you be interested in being my apprentice kind of thing? And today that guy is a mega successful individual. What did he need? Just needed an opportunity. Just needed one person to show you favor. Okay, I hope you're listening to me, guys. You just need the one. You just need the person who has the ability and the openness and the willingness to bring you in and to train you and to bless you in business, in relationships. Sorry, but there's an opportune moment in relationships. Oh, yes, there is. I do a lot of work in this area. We work every week with different churches, and we're working with some people at the moment, and 
you know, trying to persuade them in this relationship, this is not an opportunity. This is not an opportunity. You know fruit? Fruit is either not ready to be picked, or it's rotten, or it's, in the, it's just right. And in relationships, you've got to be sensitive to the time that's just right. And I pray for those of you who've got stuck on this issue. Are you with me? That you become sensitive to the time that's right in relationships. What about ministry? Many of you probably will be full-time. Eventually. But first of all, you're going to have to respect the opportunities. You're going to have to respect them with all your might. And show them the respect they deserve. Do you know, I was driving a bread van in Dublin. That's what I was, a bread man. Yeah. And I didn't know Rick Seward. I was just a member in the church in Dublin with Peter and my friend. And Rick would come in now and again, but I didn't have a relationship. He probably knew my name from a distance. But I used to watch him offer people to help him. You know, say, could you come? And the person wouldn't even turn up. Wouldn't even turn up for the thing. But he didn't know me, so he didn't offer me anything. But I was there with hope in my heart. And one day I got this strange message from him. First message I ever received. Would you please meet me in Phoenix, Arizona? Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Would you meet me in Phoenix, Arizona? I'm going to have a missions stall. And we're going to set the stall up on Tuesday. I want you to man the stall because I'm going to be busy. Thank you very much. So, what's this? It's an opportunity! I went in early. I landed early. Thank God it was St. Patrick's Day. It was a missions booth for Ireland. I got the stall set up. Got the electric done. I went to Michael's craft store. You can buy letters, you know. A, B, C, D. I, R, E, L, A, N, D. Give me all of them. I tell you, my stall looked better than that Christmas tree by the time I was finished with it. Right? I'm serious. And he walked in. Now, he knows my name. That's about it. He just wants someone to sit in a seat. But I remember him turning the corner, shoulders down, getting off a long flight, and he looked and he thought, oh, goodness me, look at this. Look at this. This is one serious guy. I have been full-time ever since. Hello? <laughs> Hello? So when your boss, when the CEO of your company, or whoever it is, or whatever area you need development in, when the opportunity comes, you need to show respect. Okay? Show respect for that moment. Now, God is gracious. He can come back again, but be careful. Another area, and this is, could make me cry this one, that we would be sensitive to opportunities and miracles. Miracles, signs and wonders. Do you know there was a guy blind at the side of the road, and they stopped Jesus one day, and they said, Jesus, see this blind guy? Did he sin? Or was it his parents? <laughs> and remember the answer of Jesus? Neither. This man is blind so that there will be an, an opportunity for some person who sees the opportunity, who's not blind, one day some person will walk past and work a miracle. That's the reason for this sickness. Now how many things, how many opportunities do we not see? And I pray for a, an increased sensitivity. That's the problem. We're not sensitive to this. Not sensitive at all. Do you know who's sensitive? 
blind people. When a person is blind, they become hypersensitive. True? They can hear everything. They know the opportunities. They can hear it. The Bartimaeus is sitting there. And there's two million people walking from Jericho to Jerusalem. And he's so sensitive. He hears the kerfuffle. And he hears this Jesus guy. Sensitive in the moment. Okay? And Bartimaeus starts to shout out, Jesus! Son of David! Have mercy on me. But you know what the reason I mentioned that situation? Jesus, on that journey, do you know where Jesus was going? To the cross. Do you know that is the one and only opportunity Bartimaeus ever had? That was it. Jesus was going to pass by. He's not coming back. It's a one-off. And thank God for that man. Thank God for the sensitivity. This is my moment. This is what I've been waiting for. And he didn't care about the mockery of the crowd. But, and I pray that you have that attitude in you this morning. Jesus, son of David, see me in relationships. See me in my business. See me in my ministry. Or whatever it might be in your case. And attract that attention from God. I thank God for the fact that he helped me in business. I thank God that he helped me in ministry. And he has endlessly. I'm very happy with that. But you know what I thank God more than anything? 33 years ago, I was walking down a street in Cardiff. And I was walking past a church and the door was just open. It was a Thursday night. It was an opportunity. And I wasn't in the best of frame of minds. I'd come from a broken relationship. Shall I go in here and just, just. And I did. I did. I went into the church and I sat down and I remember what I said to God. I said, I don't believe in you. Some of my friends do, but I actually don't actually believe in you at all. And I certainly don't love you, and I don't want to give up my life of sin. That's not a good sinner's prayer, is it? It's wrong on all points. But that's what I said. That's what I just tell the truth. You know, the only reason I'm here, God, is because my friend's born again. And that scares me, because I can see the life of God in him. And I'm not. He is, that means I'm not. So the reason I came in was to say, is there any chance, is there any possibility of an opportunity here? And I sincerely, because you can't get saved unless you're sincere, I sincerely said, do you know what, God? I'm going to repent of my sin, whether you save me or not. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that because it's the right thing to do. I know I'm not saved, but I'm actually going to leave this place and I'm going to walk the best I can in accordance with your will. And I'm sort of getting up to get my coat. Bang! Oops. Born again. Born again. Wonderful. Of all the opportunities that I've ever had in my life, and I've had many, and I've taken many, the opportunity that I'm most grateful for taking is salvation. It's being born again. And this Christmas, this day. You know what was it? What was it? Peter and Peter and 
Paul, Peter and James at the gates of Jerusalem where there was a beggar who couldn't walk. Help me, help me. And Peter said, look, silver and gold have I none. Can't help you with that. But what I do have, I'll give you. I feel the same with you this morning. I can't give you a million quid, you know. Gold and silver have I none. But one thing I do have, I can give you an opportunity. That's what I can do. I thank God that I stepped in that church. Thank God I sat down. Thank God. I said, any chance, you know, any chance, you know, I, I know why you saved him. I know why you saved him, but you're not going to see judgment comparison, human comparison. And now I realize you never compared me with anybody. You love me just the way I am. And you're ready to save, ready to save you just the way you are. Do you know what my conclusion is? There's two types of people in this room. The two types of people in the world. Those who see the opportunity and are humble enough to respond to it and take it. And those who miss it. What will you do? What will you do this morning? I'm going to hand back to Pastor Emma. Joe, could you go on the keyboard one moment? Thank you. Just bow your heads one moment. I want to give you a second to find whatever opportunity it is within you that God is calling you to this Christmas. In relationships, in ministry, in business. Where is he leading you? Like David, like Gideon. Where is he leading you? Open your heart for that. But above all that, an opportunity for those who don't know Jesus to say, I want that. I want what I see others have. That free gift of salvation. All you got to do is turn and respond to the opportunity God gives you. Pastor Emma.